Hi, this is Corey Chambers in Los Angeles. Your home sold, guaranteed, or I'll buy it. Let's talk about two of my favorite topics. Hopefully you will find them mildly amusing. One of them is uh, economics, but more specifically wealth. The other one that's even more specific is real estate, and more specifically, Antar Real Estate, the new company that has the plan to become the world's largest real estate company. We are starting that now. So this is going to be a little bit similar to our last topic, but hopefully we're going to be talking about uh, some other details. And I want to try to emphasize a few wealth principles in that. So that's one of the reasons why we're starting Entar Real Estate is to create more wealth not just for me but focusing on creating more wealth for the world more creating creating more wealth for people for the world so i'm standing right now elysian park currently i'm facing mostly north east i'm looking right now at the uh, what is it, CSU, what's this hospital here, Los Angeles, UCLA, oh, UCLA Medical Center here, Lincoln Heights by downtown Los Angeles, right next to the 5 freeway, so I'm facing that, it's an interesting view, because it's got the LA River with a bridge, you got some beautiful graffiti, some of it is pink and lavender and purple and black and white, so that's kind of uh, interesting. I got a huge graffiti over here. Yugor. Can't really read it, but it's got a face. Her face looks kind of green. She's got big blue eyes and purple hair. I think it has the artist's initials. Yugor Kurorj. Can't under. Can't quite read it. Maybe if I could read graffiti, I might be able to read it. Wuppy, come on. Oh, are you eating grass? Wuppy's eating grass. As usual, I'm walking the dog while I'm talking to you. And I'm... Don't, I don't have things gelled in my brain that much about what we're going to talk about regarding Antar. So let me bring up a little bit about what we talked today about. Something new that I learned today, which was a pretty advanced marketing topic, which is branding and and differentiation in particular so this was brought up in from my coach one of my coaches we have many coaches by the way one reason why i'm good at real estate is because i'm smart enough to know how dumb i am smart enough to hire the world's best real estate coaches they're some of the most expensive but they're dirt cheap compared to you know how much money they could help you make if you're a real estate agent Fortunately, fortunately for me, most agents think that they're pretty smart and independent and they don't, they don't need much help. A lot of them feel that and they can't afford various things. Uh, the good news is my coach is good at teaching that um, you can't afford to not spend money on certain things. So we got this information 
from a little educational piece from one of our coaches. That educational piece is about marketing to luxury. So when it comes to luxury, one of the things is you need to be, you need to pay extra close attention. You need to be smarmy. You need to be, what's the word for it? Obsequious. And most of all, that means being focused on the client. So even with a regular client, with a discount client, you don't maybe don't need to mention that with discount service, discount product. Maybe you don't need to be as focused on the client, but you still do if you want your business to be very successful. So with the luxury market, which is people who are, you know, spoiled, they have demands, they have needs, they have wants, and high expectations. If they're buying something expensive, they want to get a higher level of product or service, and they especially want a high level of service, one that's going to save them time because luxury and wealthy, the, their time is, is more valuable. When you put a dollar sign per hour, their time's more valuable. So that has to be recognized. So with real estate, part of that is of giving them more for their money is differentiation. Number one, you have to help differentiate their their property from other properties, being that the property is probably better, different and better than other properties and more expensive. But that comes from differentiating your own service to the to the wealthy person, the client, the wealthy client. You have to differentiate yourself. So, and there's two ways to do that. One is by being better. And we all know you want to do that. And the other one, though, is by being different. A lot of people don't understand how important it is to be, to be different. And so I want to explain that partially to drum it and beat it into my own head. Because we are, as we're launching Entar Real Estate, Entar is starting off as an offshoot of Entar the Super Brand. Entar the Super Brand is an Entar five star seal of approval. It's also going to be, along with that, a ratings, a rate and review website. So it's going to compete with Yelp and Google local business ratings and, and things like that because those two are generally the only, the only two and Yelp almost has a monopoly. Yelp complains that Google, you know, knocks them down or stuff, stuff like that, but not from what I see. Google keeps them quite high in the search engines from what I could see. The problem with Yelp, uh, watch the documentary called, I can't remember the name now, of the documentary about Yelp. But the documentary about Yelp talks about how a lot of business owners feel 
that they have been extorted by Yelp to pay for Yelp advertising. And there are good reasons why those business owners feel extorted by Yelp. I would not personally use the word extortion, but I would use a word that's a little bit softer than extortion, such as taken advantage of, maybe something more harsh, something more harsh than taken advantage of, because taken advantage of in a, in a negative way, a devious way, and a way that enriches Yelp at the expense of business owners. Because it's the negative reviews that attract more eyeballs and get more attention and get more emotional attention and get more emotional connection. So that's why Yelp encourages negative reviews and it encourages negative reviews. Uh, A lot of business owners have said that when they call Yelp about the negative reviews, they would flat out tell them that if they pay for advertising, those negative reviews will go go down. They'll go away in some shape or form. So that sounds kind of like extortion. Now, Google's probably a little bit better at explaining it in a way that does not sound like extortion, which is that obviously if you advertise and you're able to get more positive reviews out of that, or if you just tell people to give you positive reviews, then the negative ones will be comparatively less important. Uh, So that part is true, however, that's part of Yelp's racket, and that's part of the reason why they overly allow and encourage people to give negative reviews. They do something that they should not be doing, which is allowing people to give negative reviews who are, who are anonymous. So I've mentioned this once before on this podcast because this is a big topic. Because people, competitors, and just miscellaneous people give me fake negative reviews, several, um, uh, when they're not clients. Uh, some of them were never, I never talked to. And Yelp is aware of this. So Yelp ignores their own policies because they say that, you know, competitors and stuff cannot give fake negative reviews. But in reality, they encourage and allow uh, competitors to give fake negative reviews. So from what I see, that's the main problem that I can see right now, but then I'm sure there's other issues that are extremely unethical that Yelp is doing. So now that I pointed out Yelp again, Yelp, by the way, has very low ratings, a tremendous amount of negative reviews. And the reason they allow themselves to have so many negative reviews is for the same reason, because they thrive on negative reviews. 
uh, they get more business from negative reviews. They get more emotion from the neg- negative reviews. And the negative reviews does not impact their bottom line in a negative way. Or maybe it does. Maybe they don't realize it. But I tend to agree that the, the negative reviews certainly are limited in their effect. As is Yelp advertising is very limited in its effect. Because I don't know anyone who's ever gotten any customers from Yelp after they paid to advertise. I'm sure some people have, but that's definitely not... Of all the advertising experts, being a marketing and advertising specialist with 49 years of experience in that, I can tell you that of all the experts that I listen to and all the places they tell you to advertise, not one of them have ever said to advertise on Yelp. So that's why Yelp has a couple problems. Number one, their advertising revenue is is limited and, and it's fleeting and is likely to eventually dry up and evaporate in a big way. The other one is the lawsuits that they have to pay an absolute fortune. They're paying an absolute fortune to defend themselves from a tremendously large number of lawsuits that are probably only going to grow. So that's going to be a growing expense for them as their dollar shrinks. So the way that, the reason I got into that topic of Yelp is because Entar, which we're launching, the real estate company, is based on real ratings and reviews from real customers. So when you look, for instance, at Yelp reviews uh, of Corey Chambers or the LA Loft blog, you'll see that those are almost all fake. They're salacious fake reviews that Corey Chambers sounds like an axe murderer who's, who's, they make it sound like I'm stalking people and going to, ready to pull out a AK-47 and just start mowing down people is what they make it sound like uh, because it's so, uh, they try so hard to attack me in a way that they think they can get away with when they don't even know me. Uh, so you'll see that the only real client actually gave a five-star review. And then if you look at the real reviews, they're on coreyla.com, C-O-R-E-Y-L-A.com. And you see reviews from real clients. So when you look at the reviews from real clients, it's almost 100% five-star reviews. And then when you look at the uh, fake reviews from competitors and from, from nutcases, you'll see that not one of them ever used Corey Chambers or the LA Loft blog to actually buy or sell a home. So... Uh, that's one reason I was inspired to make NTAR into a super brand and a ratings and review service that, that 
only allows real reviews from real customers. So with NTAR, uh, like Yelp, you can leave a you know, positive or negative review, and you could do it in an anonymous fashion. So that's the same. The only difference is if somebody complains about the review, such as a business owner says that it's fake or not real or not truthful, then uh, at that point, NTAR sends an email to the person who left the review saying to be fair to the business, you need to prove that you're a real person who was a, a customer. And uh, then if they don't provide that, if they do provide it, then their negative review stands. If they don't provide that, then their negative review is removed. So that's the, the way that NTAR ratings and review is going to work. It's going to be more pro-business, whereas Yelp is more anti-business. So Yelp will get a lot more support from businesses. NTAR will get a whole lot more support from businesses because... It's pro-business. It's out there to help businesses to increase their business and to uh, do it for, for free. And then the advertising comes from a good source, a positive source, a source that <coughs> actually wants to help the business and not just take their money <coughs> and, get, and give them bad reviews <laughs> in exchange for their money as, uh, as Yelp often ends up, um, you know, creating that, that scenario, whether they try to or not. So that's, I just wanted to go into NTAR and where it came from and where it's going. So you're going to be, I did have some ratings and reviews up. However, while that was so far the best ratings and review system that I've seen, the one we were using, it had a couple drawbacks, uh, namely the, I require a lot of support, and to me, phone support, like GoDaddy gives, like Apple gives, and other companies, small, medium, and large, give phone support. Um, unfortunately, that company did not, and I find that the, most of the companies that don't provide any phone support, or they try to avoid it, or they neglect it, or they they don't like it. The those companies, even though they're providing a good service, I find that it's it doesn't the value for me is not there because I'm a phone support kind of person. Uh, like when I send get a text message from someone and it's uh, cryptic, I find that to be annoying because a lot of text messages are cryptic. A text is kind of a one way communication to go two ways on text can, can be very very slow whereas going out with a two-way conversation by phone can be you know like uh 300 words a minute going back and forth you can't do 300 words a minute going back and forth on text very easily you'll be lucky to do 300 words um, a week you know with text to the same person who, who you're trying to get help from same thing with emails. If they're only returning your emails, you know, once a day, it can take a week or a month or a year to successfully conclude an, conclude an important topic. And uh, 
three days or a week, a month or a year is, is just too long for when you're trying to do something important. So that's, uh, anyway, I provide phone support for everything that I do. I had to recently stop answering my phone only by sheer force from the number of computers that were calling because I have 35, more than 35 phone numbers. I do a lot of advertising of those numbers. And so I get about uh, maybe fifth, uh, 25 to 50 uh, um, computers calling per day. Generally, they're not even they're not even telemarketers. A lot of them are just um, have various and nefarious uh, negative things that they're doing, scams, con artists, and so forth, and just outright harassers. Uh, a few of those. So, um, getting back to Entar. So, I wanted to cover some of the just grounds of Entar and I'll talk a little bit more about Entar Real Estate because uh, we were working on that today Entar Real Estate come here puppy puppy come on you're holding up the operation so uh, come here you have to go back the other direction. Okay. Entire real estate. So we're we're implementing, we're we're building, we're in the pre-planning stages of building the world's largest real estate company. World's largest real estate company. So that's what Entire Real Estate. That's what our plans are for Entire Real Estate. So I think I covered one little topic, which is differentiation, being better and being different. So being better and being different, they both accomplish the differentiation, as does branding. So as I mentioned, being better is, is great. That's actually the best, most ideal, most successful, best results. Uh, however, being different can be so much cheaper and easier than being better, but it still gives you the differentiation. And the differentiation does two things for you. Number one, it allows uh, the potential prospects, clients, and customers, and leads to see that they need to use you uh, rather than using your competitors or rather than doing nothing at all. So that's one thing. That being better allows that to happen and also being different allows that to happen. It allows customers to have the perception that they need to use you rather than using other people. Once they hear that you're different... Uh, they're going to be obviously hearing why you're different. And when they hear why you're different, that's what's going to push them toward, pull them towards you versus your competitors. It's going to pull them towards you as a real estate agent, real estate professional, or any types of business professional, salesman or 
businessmen. So I just wanted to mention that little secret, business secret that a lot of people don't know. Uh, there's about a zillion, million, trillion, quadrillion other little secrets. I've been studying many thousands of them for the past four years, and I learned a whole lot of local downtown Los Angeles loft real estate secrets and condo real estate secrets uh, for several years before that. So I'm lucky, fortunate, and grateful to be now one of the most highly trained real estate agents in the world. I'm in the um, list of the 400 top real estate agents in North America. And I think they just changed their website. i got to find that for you and tell you the website that that is on. Uh, it used to be called Platinum Top 400 Real Estate Agents. But I think they might have made some changes to that website. So let's get back into wealth. That's why we're talking about real estate. We're talking about wealth not for me, but for other people. So I've talked basically about four or five or six different things that Anti Real Estate is going to offer that other real estate companies don't offer. And I'll mention some of those again just to refresh your memory. So I mentioned before that um, economy of scale. Most real estate agents just work as solo agents. And even if they're part of a team, they don't tend to really operate as much of a team. Uh, They don't really specialize. They don't have a great system for making the teamwork happen in an efficient way. So NTAR Real Estate is designed to not just be a team and brag that you're a team like so many real estate companies do, because technically, if you're a real estate agent with a salesperson license, you have to be uh, work with a broker. So therefore, you've got a team. You've got at least two people, maybe 20, maybe 200, uh, maybe 2,000 on the team. You can say you're a team. So even if you never see the other real estate agents, you can say you're a team. But obviously, the, the agent and the client are not getting much value out of that. So in order to be, get a lot of value out of the team, each person on the team has to have a specialty, a specialization that's different from the other people on the team. For instance, on our team, you have the real estate agent. You have the outside agent who is going to the house, to your house, to look at your house and tell you, um, you know, how much your house is worth based on the interior of the house, which obviously no website or telephone conversation can accomplish that because they can't see what's inside your house. Like right now, I have lots of listings. They're closing. They're doing very well. They're getting uh, tens of thousands of dollars more for the sellers. They're selling 40% faster, not just 4% faster or 10%, but 44% faster. So it's uh, almost twice as fast. Uh, 
and getting more money, 2.2% more, which is a lot for real estate because that's for downtown, that's about $17,000 more money in the pocket of the seller on average. So, and this is because of our team uh, that's also selling for less hassle. And the reason, one of the main reasons is because we have, uh, was it 3,400 or 4,300? 4,356 customers, at least in our database, that's buyers who are uh, looking to buy a home. So that's why one of my domain names is CoreyHasTheBuyers.com. C O R E Y. CoreyHasTheBuyers.com. You see a coyote? I'll keep walking this way. My dog's trying to fight a coyote. No, Epi, you don't get to fight coyotes. Come on. Coyotes have to, uh, will have to fight among themselves. Come on, sweetie. There's a coyote right there. <laughs> Come on, sweetie. Don't play with the coyotes. So the sun's going down. So that's sun going down in Elysian Park means uh, coyotes are looking to eat little dogs. And I can tell when there's one. If I don't see it, which I have seen several, they're pretty big coyotes around here. They're like part wolf and part dog and part coyote. Uh, They... um, they don't always hide, but they do hide most of the time. But if my dog starts whining, he, it's the same whine that he does when he sees a dog he wants to play with. And then just now he started doing a little aggressive dance, a little display that he's not going to go easily as he was facing the bushes up a little hill above us. So that also means that there's a coyote that uh, that he wants to fight. <laughs> and my dog is like, he's a pack animal, but he likes humans. Uh, he's uh, interested in dogs, but mainly because he wants to know, he wants to uh, kind of dominate the other dogs to keep them in line. So that's his main interest in other dogs. He's attached to humans. He wants to defend the humans. Me and Mike, he wants to defend us from other dogs. And he wants to fight other dogs because he's aggressive and he enjoys aggression. He hates to be alone. He hates it. He communicates a lot. and He's made it very clear that he would rather be torn apart by a pack of coyotes than to be left alone for a long time. So, because he's good at communicating. Okay, let's go this way. Differentiation. What else were we talking about? Uh, Wealth. Economics. I want to talk about something that I haven't talked about before. But first I want to finish these, just reviewing that list that we talked about before. Uh, Economy of scale. I think I explained... Obviously, when you have a group of people, not only do you have the 
teamwork that only a real team can do because each person specializes in something. You've got the outside agent who's visiting people. You've got the inside agent who's making phone calls. You've got the um, coaches, the mentors, uh, the leadership managers. You've got the database person, the technical computer person. The um, inside person is uh, the expert on the phone, of talking to people on the phone and uh, helping to find out what people need and make sure that we're able to help them, uh, do a good job of helping them with their needs. The administrative and marketing people, like KT Donahue, he's the one that does the monthly newsletters. If you get our monthly newsletter that helps raise money for Children's Hospital to help kids with nasty, life-threatening diseases, leukemia, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and they just cured a little girl who was uh, going uh, blind and they just cured her using the very latest genetic uh, treatments gene therapy so that's uh, that's what we work on so that's the team stuff and then the that's the economy of scale gives you the teamwork it also gives you the not only the ability to, to, to be better, provide better service, but uh, there's more resources, a lot more resources, tremendous more resources. An individual agent who's struggling, who's making $30,000 a year, it's impossible for them to spend the millions of dollars that they need to spend on artificial intelligence that will tell them who in an area is buying and who is selling. And that's the artificial intelligence that every real estate agent should already be using and is not using yet because they don't have the resources. They don't have the real technology to do that. NTAR is going to have the best artificial intelligence so that when you go to sell your home, you're going to know that there's a the largest database of buyers is being scanned and analyzed by local real estate agents, specialists in the neighborhood, and the artificial intelligence, the most sophisticated and best artificial intelligence that finds the buyer for your home. In NTAR's database and in the databases that, that NTAR purchases as well. So everything is going to be scanned. Our own largest proprietary database and the databases that we purchase from, from uh, database companies. So that's just one example. Uh, we can spend millions of dollars on that because we have, uh, as we have millions of customers by being the world's largest real estate company. So that's why we want that economy of scale. That's why NTAR is not going to start off with you know, one or two agents or three or 10 or even 20, but we're going to start off with a minimum of 100 agents. The agents are also going to get something that they don't usually get from other real estate companies, which is stock ownership, equity ownership in the company in a, in a way that is uh, fair and equitable 
ownership. So it's not going to be an owner who owns 99.9% of the stock and then gives the um, remaining 1% to however many other you know, agents. So it's going to be all of the agents and the owner getting the same base, same basic um, stock. And only if they're adding something special on top of that that needs to be, you know, recognized can they get a little bit more stock. And that's it. So it's more fair... It's uh, equal yet unequal enough only to account for basic differences in what people are offering, such as an agent who did three transactions last year versus a, an agent who did 30 transactions last year. <clears throat> so all the people who did three or six transactions last year are going to get about the same amount of stock as me. And the agents who did 300 transactions last year, they're going to get uh, just enough stock to account for that. Because they also will be getting more commissions, a lot more commissions. So they don't need to get 300 times as much stock because they're getting, uh, or 10 times as much stock because they're getting 10 times as much commissions. So, um, what are the other things that we're going to be doing? There were several, several of them. I'm trying to remember. Education. And I don't want to spend this much time on each one because we kind of covered those on a previous talk. The, uh, when we were with Keller Williams, they brag they're known for providing good education and training to agents. However, the training that I received, uh, only a little bit of it was, was very advanced. None of it was really advanced and detailed, like the type of training that I'm getting now from Craig Proctor, because his training is all about being more advanced, more unique, and more advantageous than other training. It's also more expensive, so we're going to be providing that more expensive training to real estate agents the higher level of training that's why sweetie puppy okay what else did we talk about today Uh, recruiting so recruiting real estate agents because we're kind of on that topic right now Let's cover a little bit more about recruiting real estate agents. So our system for recruiting, retraining, retaining training, real estate agents, reimbursing them, keeping them happy, is all a lot more sophisticated. The greatest thing about what NTAR is doing is that it's all pre planned based on systems that already work, that have already done $2 billion of transactions. More than $2 billion of transactions. So we're probably the only well, we are the only company that has 
used that same system and started off in a in a much bigger way with a much with a larger number of agents all using the same system come on sweetie peppy let's go so wealth it, so the last but not least there's there's three or four other things that we didn't mention that I'll, I don't have the list in front of me but I wanted to mention one in detail and leave you with that which is giving I did mention Children's Hospital Los Angeles saving children's lives and so forth also I mentioned the giving more stock giving more equity to the other agents so that they are reasonably equal I'm not going to try to it would not be appropriate to try to make everybody exactly equal uh, just like you cannot pay everybody exactly the same in a company because they're all doing different things different backgrounds different experience different attributes to to give the company and different uh, supply and demand for each different position and, and each different person that fills that position so it's the same thing with stock we ha- we're just going to have an adjustment uh, but the stocks are going to be reasonably similar and equal and they're going to be uh, definitely equitable in, uh, in in being the same uh, same of a in a in a you know short range uh, I guess I still need to write that down otherwise I'd probably tell you the range right now but I think we should say that uh, stock everyone is who's being recruited uh, most of them are going to be the same range like three six nine transactions that they did last year and so they're all those people are all getting the same stock uh, the same base stock then we may get some additional stock and I'm thinking that that additional bonus stock should be perhaps less than double so that nobody has twice as much stock as anybody else Uh, maybe people should have the same base stock and maybe other people should should get bonuses of like 10 20 30 40 50 60 70 80 90 percent but maybe nobody should have uh double the stock because we want people to have roughly the same amount of stock uh roughly the same amount of ownership that way if you have 1.9 um per, uh 190% as much stock as someone else then you don't have double the number of of votes of them you may have 1.1 or 1.9 times the number of votes so that way you know you're you have some a semblance of of equalness while still giving some semblance of of bonus and accounting for people that are bringing a lot more to the company uh and and then again to end on wealth and giving it's about giving to the agents about giving primarily to the clients because 
the clients have to be the focus of everything. So we spend more resources on the clients, not only on attracting clients, but part of the reason we want to spend a lot of money on attracting clients is because we're attracting buyers for the sellers. We're also attracting sellers for the buyers. We're, uh, we're attracting the properties for the buyers. So we're always going to spend a significant amount of money on the marketing, advertising, technology, and everything else that goes into to doing that for the clients, but also in the process of paying for transaction coordinators for more and better administration so that it flows more smoothly uh, for less hassle for the client. It looks like a strawberry moon right now. It's orange, but it might be considered to be pink, orange pink, and it's sitting, it's very low and very large right now setting over Lincoln Heights facing away from downtown Los Angeles Uh, it's very beautiful I think it's a type of full moon and I believe it's called a strawberry moon is what what I'm looking at right now as I speak to you so I think the strawberry moon is telling us something about giving and that is that giving is not just a little byproduct. It's not just a little gimmick or a little thing to get people, to get clients to like us more. Giving is the reason for what we're doing. Giving is the path. Giving is the results. Giving is the destination. It, it's giving is the purpose. Giving is the motivation for everyone. Uh, so that's why I want to leave it at that. And giving creates the wealth. It's giving that creates the wealth. And it's giving that is the reason, the purpose of the wealth. Uh, the wealth is for giving. Giving is for the wealth. So that's it. It's all about the giving. So I, I hope you found this to be interesting, entertaining, and I hope you have a fantastic evening. This is Corey Chambers in Los Angeles, California. Your home sold guaranteed or I'll buy it. Thank you for taking a listen to our very special dialogue, monologue, talk about wealth and our new real estate company called Entar Real Estate. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Have a great evening. Bye-bye.